kills me her voice kills me i gotta say it's like the most stereotypical like diminutive asian voice i think i've ever heard in my entire life well how about my uh very masculine asian voice konnichiwa and welcome to x-rated the x-men animated review show i am your host the key is to reach the subconscious mind well you know that's what i'm trying to do here trying to reach your subconscious minds good luck with that well, I, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. And with me, as always, well, my, Fishmonger, of course, my name. And with me, as always, my co-host. It's like I don't know who I am anymore. He doesn't know who he is anymore. I what don't know. Who, I, honestly don't know who I, I honestly don't know who I am anymore. That's actually pretty, pretty, uh, pretty apt. It's been a very long day. And uh, it's going to be a longer night, so I, uh, I'm here. I'm, I'm clear. Get used to it. And in the clear. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a. I have a sneaking suspicion, even though Disney corrected the 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 episode numbers on these, that this mm. that that Weapon X lies in videotape should have came before this one. Think you think it was the final straw that sent him to Japan? Well. Based on the, everything in the start of this episode and what it looks like the next episode's about, I'm almost certain that this that we should have watched the next episode before this one. Well, Disney Plus, you might have let us down. And and then we Because it, well we'll get the next goons down. Yeah. Well no no no. I mean we 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 said we were going by what the Disney Plus uh you know True. uh numbering was However, I just feel like there's revelations in this or things that will be references that we as fans have not seen yet. Um, uh, and uh, and based on just the little um, graphics I'm seeing in what the next episode is, which is Weapon X Lies and Videotape, um, it looks like some of those holes are filled in in the next episode. Oh, like It almost seems like this should have been a two-parter with that one. I don't know until I see it, but literally... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll talk about it as, as we get into the episode's description. Well, that'll be interesting for next week. Well, if you haven't figured it out, we're here to review Season 4, Episode 15, Lotus and the Steel. It was so jarring. By, sorry, go ahead. Written by Ted Peterson and Francis Moss. They uh, seem to be a writing tandem. I think they've written a few other episodes. And, of course, directed by the great Larry Houston. All right. It was so jarring to me that I had to go back and check that I didn't get the order wrong because I was like, sure. Yeah. And then l- literally just glanced things. I was doing a, a cursory uh, Google search through some of this, and uh, I'm almost 100% positive that's the case. It's fine. I mean, we can we can muster on. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I do think um, – what's the steel X one? Sorry. Uh, I have reacquired my taste for muster. Ooh, muster is good. Once again, still no, still no Cyclops. He, this guy has been in well, what, two I episodes this entire season, at best. Which is pretty nuts, I must say. Well, he's back though. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, she is, and I, I was happy to see her. I did like having old Me Jubilee too. in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to open up my cat and links I usually have for reference here, and then we can get going. Sorry, yeah, it's been a busy day. I was in a hey Sam, I was in a three and a half hour board meeting. Sounds like a joke for you, maybe, Devin. Maybe we'd both like to hear a funny joke. Why not? No, Andre? just Devin. Just Devin. I don't enjoy That's humor. Funny. Andre, close your ears and eyes. I'm gonna get to see. I'm slowly going crazy. One, two, three, four, five, six. Switch. Slowly <laughs> going crazy. Yeah, my six, five, four, three, two, one. Switch. We good? Did awesome. did same. All right. Um, all right. So, want to get in the episode, or what? You want to yep. see what's going on? How are you doing, Devin? How's life? Well, we can. What you want to have a quick catch up? We, we can, can do that. I was trying to bring my kid in here. I don't think she's gonna come in. Um, let's catch up on old times. Or new times, or current times. Times. The best of. What are you doing? Oh, you, you, you got Gambit off. <laughs> what are you, the the best of times, the worst of times, all the times. Well, here's the joke. What does Star Trek and toilet paper have in common? I, I already know, I know this one. No, I know what it is, Sam. They both circle around Uranus looking for Klingons. Yeah, it's an oh old joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> an old joke. It's very Star Trek-centric, though, so you might not appreciate that. I know. Like, bring that one up on the, the Star Trek podcast. Come on now. Keep it on brand. Does Sam, does Sam follow you to the Star Trek podcast? Oh, Sam's all over the Star Trek podcast. Oh, well, Sam loves the, uh, the Federation of Podcasts. He sure does. He's not super fan Sam for nothing. That's uh, right. So yeah, let's get into it. Well, no, how you doing, man? You got a play coming up? A dinner theater. Dinner yeah. theater. Although I didn't even get to the rehearsal day because I was had a board meeting for the. I'm um, on the board. I'm the vice chair of the local, well, my credit union, uh, community credit union in my area. So uh, I've been on the board for this will be my seventh year, but uh, we just got a new a new board. Uh, like a couple new people came on the board this year. Sierra General General was last month. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a learning curve and explanations and blah, blah, blah. And the meeting ran. And we got some big things. Iron's in the fire. So the meeting ran very long. And uh, I, I didn't even make it to my board. I thought I could do the board meeting, which is usually like an hour and a half. They run to my rehearsal and then come home for this. Unfortunately, the only thing that happened was board meeting and then this. So, yikes. But I think I'm okay. So we're going to So we're gonna be late. Uh, for two or three weeks, is that it? Yeah, I can't. I can't. Well, there. yeah, the show show nights aren't on a Tuesday. There's just rehearsals. Um, so I it, nine nine thirty probably would be safe to guess um, during the next couple of weeks. But then after that, the play's over, and I won't have rehearsals on Tuesdays or anything anymore. So then I uh, can can get back to some semblance of normality. We'll see. Um. No, life's good. Busy. Very busy. Well, I had a pub crawl last week. That was fun. Um, I feel like there's something else I was going to tell you about. At least start walking? Hmm? Yeah, we didn't we did begin walking. The crawling came near yeah, the end. That's uh, <laughs> it was fun. It was a really good time. Record store day was this past weekend. I got some fun records there. So, uh, you know, I was pretty happy with that. My brother came out for the pub crawl slash record day. We did that. I got did a good haul that, of records. Where did you find that haul of or that trove of uh, X Men stuff you sent me a picture. That's at the local uh, local hobby store called Cooper's Cabin in Toronto. Uh, pretty well, expensive set for all of them, but it's uh yeah yeah, but it's cool. It's a neat old set. It's like some of those characters that I don't really like. The guy with the forearms there. What's his name? Masher Mahler Brawler. Uh, we saw him in a couple episodes ago in the 
Yeah, in the Savage Land, usually. What yeah. is his name? Something like that. I don't oh, think yeah. it's smaller. Yeah. It's like Berserker or something, isn't it? It's like, something like that. Um, anyway. Anyway. See, oh, wait. There's funny. the X-Men joke. What is Magneto's favorite time of day? I don't know. Do you yeah. know that one, Andre? No. Hmm. What do you got, Sam? Yeah, what do you got for us? I'm kind of interested. Don't leave in us hanging, one. buddy. See, because that one's on brand, so it's more interesting. All right. Yeah, I've gone through five workers in like a week, man. It's hard to find. You have employees? Work. You you manage people? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see you're looking for help there online. Oh, man. I'm landscaping by myself. That hurts. <laughs> that sucks. Welcome to it with you. You guys seem to be having I like the boss, so. Yeah. yeah. You want a job? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Um, yeah, we'll save anyway. the planet together, Andre. Do you listen to records? You feel like you'd be a record guy. Yeah, I have a record collection. Here's a Robert Johnson record right here. There you go. Perfect. Did you go to record store day? Here's Robert Johnson's entire collection. You like Robert Johnson? Here's a Blues Brothers record. Ah, <laughs> nice. That's in a is that in a frame? Yeah, it looks good. I, I, th- I have a couple of record frames, so I like rotate and just throw different ones up for our Donna Cage. Do you uh do you do you go to record store day or do any of that? I don't because I don't have money for records right now. Like there's a I lot see. of things I collect, but I don't spend money on actively, which is like basically comics other than Star Trek comics, hero clicks. I don't spend money on them right now, and records. Yeah, but, fair uh, enough. I got uh, for record store day. I got so uh, Wilco put out a uh, a re-release of Hotel uh, Hotel Foxtrot, Hotel Tango, Fo- whatever that one, um, Hotel Yankee Foxtrot, and uh, they it's like all all the it's the album, but all the songs are alternate versions of the songs they did in the album from various live performances or recorded ones. So it's kind of like a re-release of that in, in a different format. Magneto O'Clock. Nice, thanks, Sam. We finally had a... <laughs> um, I got that. I got the best of Our Lady yeah. Peace, which is fun. Um, I got, oh, yes. I got. I've seen uh, them in concert a couple of times. Yeah, I did. Times. I did last year when they were here. Um, oh wow! I got I that. Their younger days. Yeah, it's it was cool seeing them live. Um, I got. I'm trying to think of them all now. I got. Uh, Jesus, my brain stopped working. I had it all figured out earlier. Anyway, I got Our Lady Peace though. 4 a.m. Hmm. That's a good song. Wait, hotel. So what I what I say the four the Our Lady Peace, the Wilco one. Um, oh, um, Sublime. They had like this uh, as a live Sublime album from a, a show they did at a bar one someplace. That's kind of a, a fabled show, uh, which is pretty cool. And there's two others That's which I'm blanking on. I love Sublime, man. They're still great. Hmm. Um, sure. What are the other two? They'll come to me. Yeah, I don't. I enjoyed our interview with Len Yuli last week. I fun. really liked that interview. I thought it went well. Len was really cool, very o- open, and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, good talker, freeing with his time, and also, yeah, like uh, you know, it's nice when people are. Sometimes when you do the interviews, as I have often done, as you know, it seems like people are used to just going to the points, and sometimes you got to prod them a little bit to get them off their. They're, uh, you know, they're pre preset things, which is which are fine, but it's like I'd like to get into the meat of who they are as a person more than just, you know, the decisions. I like, that to, I like talking to writers because they the way they talk, they sound like writers. 
Yeah, they really do. They really do. <laughs> it's almost like they're pitching all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like uh, no, he was really cool. And uh, yeah, and I, I, I'm glad he he could give us his time and come on the show. It was, it was great seeing him. Get to, get to know yeah, him. He really was. All he, right, was like, well, he was writing for a lot of the stuff we watched as kids, that's for sure. Yeah, so many shows. Like I think there's some yeah. that we didn't even really talk about, but like Beetlejuice maybe might have been one of them, I think. And there's few other created bonkers. Oh, I love Bonkers. That was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Bonkers, bonkers, yeah. yeah totally totally nuts. Nuts. Bonkers. Yeah, I can't believe I remember that much of it. That's yeah. funny. Um fuck, I'm still trying to remember those two albums. It's gonna drive me nuts, Devin. No, I, can't, it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm just I'm 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 just and then it'll come to you because you'll be thinking of something else. Yeah, maybe so. All right, so here we are with episode number, what are we at here? Four numbers, four, season four, episode 15, Steel and Lotus, in which we get a new one of our, I think this is our classic X-Men intro. I don't think we get all the fancy music or different uh, pieces we don't normally see. So uh, I think we are in our classic intro here. Um, but then we open with uh, Wolverine in a therapy session with uh, Charles Xavier, um, saying that he seems to have lost touch with himself. He, uh, he almost wasted a guy. Oh, my God. To- wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Jesus. What are we doing? What are we doing? Previously on X-Men. It's like I don't oh know who I am anymore. Ignore that. Yes, this Previously episode. On, Previously on X-Men. No! What do you say, boy? No! Come to Papa. <laughs> yeah, the horror ending. We were talking to Len about that, too. Because he wrote that. Yes, I like. Uh, uh, he perked up when I asked him that question, which is fun. Yeah, like, you really ended on a horror note there, didn't you? And, like, yeah, and it's funny because he immediately recognized what that was. He was like, "Yep," and then he was kind of proud of it too. Yeah. So, well, it was creepy. It was a great ending. Yeah, um, and uh, I, you know, I was wrong saying that Sabretooth doesn't show up again in the series. He certainly does, but not in the current continuity. It's only in flashbacks. Yeah, he's going to be in the next one. Yes, in but only in flashbacks, too. I believe. It's not. Uh, I don't know if he's in the actual story, but. Um, it, it, that episode is the last we see of Mystique and uh, Creed, though. So, yes, as you heard from the clip I accidentally played, Wolverine doesn't know who he is, and he yes, and uh, just like Andre, just Xavier, like Andre. Xavier surmises that it's something to do with uh, his interaction with Proteus, in which he was sort of melted down and reformed and had his reality shaped around him. But he says he's, he's dealt with that already. Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Why now? I don't know. If I knew, I'd handle it. Yeah, like actually, that's some good voice work. This is probably the best voice work I've heard of Wolverine in this entire series, and he does good voice work generally. But there is actually yeah. some new, there is some nuance to uh, some of the. It's got to be tough to keep that sort of voice when you're trying so, to and do an emotional performance and, and sound <laughs> yeah. like you're hurting inside. But you know, <coughs> there you go. But uh, he, uh, yeah. you know, has some trouble. You know, um, but he does a really good job in this episode. But then, <laughs> no, I worked through that. He's <laughs> just crying. Is it? After yeah, no, I, I made it no. through that. I worked through that. Yeah. So, um, this is where I believe the next episode should have been aired before this one because uh, mm-hmm. we also they Xavier says, "Well, is it something to do with the fact you've you've learned about your Weapon X programming, which is something we on this show have not seen yet? Um, it's never. I don't think the word Weapon X even come up yet. 
So uh, the next episode, which is called Weapon X Lies and Videotape, um, which, if I believe, is fills in these gaps because we see flashbacks of him running in the Weapon X garb, um, you know, being being brainwashed with a voiceover by, I'm guessing, not Striker, but whoever their version of Striker is in this uh, in this show. Um, the guy that was managing the Weapon X Cornelius. program. Oh, is that his name? Hmm. Oh, wait, no, no, we do. Wait, no, we have met him before. Cornelius. Cornelius. Yeah, because yeah, he was in the uh, Eureka episode. But I don't know if they, yeah. but I don't know if they, I don't know if they said Weapon X. They just said he was the one that had given Wolverine his, his adamantium. Yeah, well, maybe but the idea that he was an assassin and brainwashed and had his memory removed by the Weapon X program, we don't know any of that in the series yet. We only know that because it's very common in the comics, the movies, and everything else. But, um, Yes, and we do see Cornelius very briefly when he's remembering that as well. But I'm believing that all of this gets hashed out in the next episode because um, we also see him, uh, him, you know, have, building a life with Silver Fox, and then having that dashed by by uh, Sabretooth and one of his little his memories that are causing him all this gripe, which we haven't seen in the show yet. Um, and it also seems to tie into the fact that Sabretooth shows up on his birthday and kills his girlfriend, whoever he's with at the time every year, or attacks oh, him. Which is yeah, something that has come up in the comics before. so crazy. Oh yeah, Sabretooth is so crazy. Despite initial setbacks, all subjects are responding to the trauma conditioning. We will be able to reintegrate them into society with no memory that we conditioned them. He has such a good evil voice. No memory that we've conditioned them. It's like that, that like scientific, intellectual evil, evil villain, yeah. But, but cold, yeah, like I wanted to waste a kid today for cutting me off in traffic. So, you know, the big problem. We're getting we're almost to that point. So, you know, Xavier's running through the gamut of all the things that could be bothering Wolverine. One being Jean, which Wolverine says that she's happy and he's happy. He loves her enough to be okay with that, which is a nice little sort of wrap up of his gene uh, gene issues. Um but then he just says so he's losing touch with um his animalistic side, when he'd first come to basically Xavier, he was kind of a rabid animal. And through Xavier's help with Jean Grey, they managed to, to get him back on the path of being a semi-normal person. However, <laughs> in traffic today, he uh, a kid cut him off and then he like ripped him out of his car and was ready to slice him open on the street uh, <laughs> because he seems to have lost touch with, uh, you know, some of his, his inner self. Uh, even Julie was there. Even pushing Jubilee to the ground when she got in his way, indicating, and that was the, the what what tipped him off that uh, you know something's there. wrong and that he he may not be in full control of his uh, his emotions. He ripped the guy's door right off and threw it oh, threw yeah. it down the street, and then pulled out his claws. He's like a little teenager wearing like a hat. Um, I'm gonna, I just you just made me think of an X point. Yeah, right there. Oh, good. Write that one now. So uh, we get a, some fun little. Uh, and actually, Wolverine is a line which I don't necessarily know. I agree with. He goes, I didn't care about this guy. Even animals care about each other. It's like, some do. A lot don't. Some do. Some yeah. get their own babies. Exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, he says the only place he thinks he might be able to find uh, you know, the, the parts of himself he's lost is back in Japan. So he's quitting the X-Men and going to Japan. And, uh, you know, like, uh, Professor X is, of course, perturbed by this revelation, but allows him to go because it's what he needs to do. Uh, Wolverine packs up. Uh, he's packing as a cab arrives at the X-Mansion. He has a quick discussion with his own reflection that turns into Nightcrawler. Uh, so I guess we did see Nightcrawler again in the series, but just... Open in, uh, your heart, Herr Logan. 
Would it hurt so much to see the world through different eyes? Wish I could, pal. <laughs> For different eyes. I like his accent. Yeah. So uh, anyway, well, that he... was actually going to be one of my X points. So I'm glad I thought of a new one. Yeah, that we saw Nightcrawler again. Like you always yeah. hear, he's in two episodes, but he's in three. Kind of. I mean, this is more of a flashback, but yes, it is a new. But the voice actor and the that is true. That is true. So you know, while he's having this discussion with uh, Nightcrawler, he kind of you know starts thinking about it, but then the the uh, oh wait reflection turns into Sabretooth. Was that voice clip just taken from the other episode? It could have been. I'm not sure. I think. But then uh, Sabretooth uh, fills the mirror, and then he smashes it with his claws, just as Jubilee comes in to tell him that the, the taxi's here. I was just cut something, and I'm just like, that just feels so unpleasant. Like, does he just slices through glass? I, mean, I guess it yeah, but it, I, guess, it's, I guess it's, it's like holding it's, a knife and cutting glass, but that would feel weird. It would yeah. be strange. Yeah, I always like whenever, like later on, he's cutting trees and he only makes one claw come out in order to cut the tree. Uh, which I would think so is the funny. amount of force you would have to use, even if they are incredibly sharp and dense. Like, well, they're supposed to like like effortlessly cut through metal and a lot of other things. So. The fact that they cut through wood doesn't seem that big a deal. But anyway, Wolverine basically tells Jubilee she tries to stop him from going. He says, you know, you almost got rid of that. Ice that kid. And that uh, Jubilee wants to help. He says, thanks, but no thanks. He's going to go, you know, he's done with the X-Men for now. He takes a a, a commercial flight to uh, Japan. We see a commercial jet. So, you know, he's not even taking his little hummingbird there. Um. Well, not Hummingbird, that's the name of the uh, the X-Factor jet. But, uh, yeah, he goes to, back to Japan and visits a monastery that he hung at. We don't really get a lot of reasoning as to what he did here before. They don't really they don't really go into any of that. We do know that he had a relationship with Yuriko before, which will come up soon. But uh, He does mention that he was in, like, the progress of something. And he's like, can I pick up where I left off kind of thing. Like, he was perhaps it was, maybe it was his anger issues or something. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he meant he was in a prog rock band, and that's what he was going back for. <laughs> maybe Wolverine formed Pink Floyd, and then they went on without him, and now he's ready to come uh, back. Uh, I think he was in. He was in. Yes. You think he was in? Yes. Yeah, he was probably in. Yes. What about the Alan Parsons project? Well, he was definitely in the Alan Parsons project. We should call it the Alan Parsons project. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I referenced that the other day. I was at a record store and I picked up that album of my brother and I showed it to him. Said, we shall call it the Alan Parsons Project. It's good music in Austin Powers. They're great music. But then when Scott, remember, because then Scott's like, you're an idiot. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, the Alan Parsons Project is a progressive rock band from the 1970s. <laughs> this is so good. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Wolverine wants to pick up his, uh, whatever he was doing here before, which basically the, the monks are using rudimentary tools to rebuild their... Uh, their uh, monastery, and uh, you know, he says, "Well, you know, the tools you're using are are going to take forever for you to finish." And the and the, and, uh, the guy's name who is uh, oh, what's his name, Roku, which uh, made me think that maybe perhaps he went on to invent the uh, the small the program or tablet we use. Sure, Oku. Oh, it's just, it's just Oku. Oh, it really sounds like Roku. It's Oku, Master Oku. I like Roku better. I want to feel like I could plug him into my television and watch Apple TV. <laughs> So uh, you can do both. He is very wise. So anyway, he says yeah. that they have nowhere to be. Basically, and Wolverine uh, notices some monks struggling with a pillar. He runs over to help, 
and then we get a bit of a montage of him, uh, you know, helping the monks work on the uh, the monastery while also meditating and finding his inner peace. Um, I have an alternative uh, name for this episode. It's Eat, Pray, Logan. Um, I feel like that. <laughs> I came up with two great alternative titles for this. That was the first one. I hope I remember the second one by the end of this episode. The second one I liked as Me well. Too. But it was uh, Eat, Pray, Logan was the one I started with, uh, which I thought was pretty great. And uh, shit, what was the other one? Yeah, hopefully it comes to me. Uh, shit, they're both really good. The second one was even better, which pisses me off that I can't remember it. Um. Anyway, so we see Wolverine. Last helping. Samurai with Tom Cruise. No, it was something else that like Logan fit into really well. Um, Logan's Run. No, 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 no. That seems way too obvious. But it was uh, it was something to do with like the theme of the end part with the villager. Oh, ah, yeah. Because all the villagers are... I'll, I'll get to it later. I got it. It's perfect. Okay. Um, don't forget it again. I won't. I definitely won't. So we see Wolverine hanging out with them. He's eating food, doing stuff. Uh, you know, build, meditating on cliffs. Uh, you know, training. Uh, you know, working on this. So anyway, at one point, he's still working. And Oku comes up and tells him that they, the villagers have prepared a feast for them. And he says, no, we got to stop for the day. And Wolverine says, I'm not tire, tired. And he says, well, we, the villagers prepared a feast for us. So it would be dishonorable to leave them waiting so you should come so they head down to the village and this is where we get into the meat of the episode we're yeah, just like good line oh they don't seem too friendly why did i step on a duck oh that's gonna be one of my x points later what, the step on a duck yeah there's a there's a re- there's a reference to that um oh, yeah that's actually probably in reference to something so uh, yeah, they're all they're all the townspeople are a little nervous of him, and Oku explains that he's an outsider. You know, sort of they haven't seen someone like him before. Um, they go into the place, and then the guy that's going to feed them, who I really want to look up who did the voice actor for him because I feel I don't think it is him, but it really. Oh man, okay. Well, that's going to make that next point. Um, but it, like the one of the Asian guys really sounded like uh, uh, the guy the guy that owns the the place here sounded a lot like James Hong. Who you may know from? Uh, oh, of course, Everybody he's in everything, but he's most notably um, uh, Big oh Trouble in Little China. Yeah, yeah, he plays. Uh, shit, why can't I think of his name? God, what's his name? Who's the bad guy in Big Trouble in Little China? David Lopan, Lopan, David Lopan. So anyway, I don't think it is him, but it really sounds like him. Um, like a lot, like so much so that I was like, I meant to look it oh, up before today, but we're uh, bringing back our uh, celebrity impersonations that used to happen a lot in the early seasons. Oh, good point. Yeah, for sure. If if it isn't, it it definitely is inspired for sure, because yeah. it really, really sounds like like uh, like James Hong, um, who I absolutely adore and everything he's ever been in. You too. Yeah, I don't see Seinfeld four. Seinfeld party four. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see. Uh, don't see. Cut right. Cut right. Cut right. <laughs> I, I say cut right. No one come. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's cut right? I'm cut right. <laughs> you're not cut right. <laughs> I love that episode. That's one of my favorite Seinfeld episodes. Um. Anyway, so. This guy who really seems like he's James Hong, but I feel like would have found something on the internet about if it was, um, you know, welcomes him in basically. But then all of a sudden his son shows up. Well, first his daughter comes out to introduce him and she's got that ridiculously diminutive, you know, Asian voice, uh, 
performance, which probably is one of like I mean, I don't know if I qualified as offensive, but it's certainly certainly stereotypical of the way Asians are depicted at this time period uh, in television and and film. Although they do actually use an Asian actor in, in a role here, which I will bring up later. Um, but I think he's there's only he's evil I think, evil. He is my brother, Soichi. He has a white spirit. <laughs> my condolences. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. He is my brother, Sochi. He has a wild spirit, Logan's son. Um, and there's even a ridiculous thing at the end of this with her, which that bears no meaning whatsoever. Um, but anyway, uh, the daughter comes out to introduce, and then the son shows up on a motorcycle, and that's uh, Soichi, and that's where we get that line. Um, this is where we learn about what's going on. So Soichi... Uh, wants to get the villagers to help him to fight. He was training to fight, which is be- which is forbidden. And we find out that there is someone that is blackmailing the village. Uh, well, we don't really quite know that. We know the village has some problems with some outsiders. Uh, we get to learn a little more later. And uh, Sochi wants to fight them. Um, and he's being disrespectful to his father. Logan steps in to tell him to mind his manners, basically. And when he uh, tries to instigate a fight with Logan. Logan realizes what exactly what he's trying to get away from. So he says nothing. I should have gotten involved and turns and walks away. So she makes fun of him so, yeah. for being a coward. And then uh, Oku has a, you know, a line. Do you have this line, which is actually, no, but it's good. Uh, he says sometimes the bravest man is the one who doesn't fight. Exactly. So uh, this is where Wolverine's learning uh, perhaps the, where to pick and choose his battles, the ones that are truly worth fighting. And uh Yeah. yeah. So then uh, we see Jubilee uh, basically uh, steal uh, one of those little mini jets and fly to Japan looking for Logan. She's worried about him. She writes a letter. Not even Jubilee's right. stolen a jet. Like, look the jets, man. <laughs> love the jets. She writes love a letter the to the jet room. That's true. At like for Jubilee. Yeah, that's true. Like, at least <laughs> give them a key. Like, you have all, like, can they just wander in a B slab and grab a gun and go shoot somebody? Like, I guess. It seems like you can just all access to everything here. So Jubilee wrote a, she has a voiceover in which she wrote a letter to Professor X explaining why she had to run off and uh, see Logan. We see Professor X reading the letter, um, saying that she hopes he understands or he would understand that she needs to go help him. And then, you know, we don't really get any more payoff of that. Uh, we cut to Logan, who's still working at the old monastery, piling bricks. Oku says they need some more timber. Logan says, no problem, I'll go do that. Goes off in the woods, he takes out the one claw and starts slicing Slicing away the, uh, I think I just left I it have to try to help him, or I'd never forgive myself. I know you'll understand. Dear Professor, here's why I stole the jet. I just busted a button off my shirt. Um, Popping out of that thing. No, it's, it's in the arms. It's where all the muscles are. Uh, Do you not me. need a saw? And spoil the fun? So Logan uh, goes off into the woods and uh, starts slicing up trees with the one claw. Uh, yeah, he's never popped his claws in front of the, I'm guessing, in front of the monks, so they don't know that he can do this. Um, Zed confirms that Weapon X was supposed to air before this. The rest of the order should be correct. Yeah, 100%. He does because not buy that Logan worked through it after Proteus. No, me neither. That there's some, more, there's some more clips later we're going to get to, which are all, I believe, from the previous episode. So uh, it's a, uh, which should have aired, but we'll, we'll get to that one next. So Wolverine encounters a, a gentleman who can teleport dressed in a silver samurai like outfit. What do you think a guy dressed in a silver samurai type outfit would call himself, Devin? Well, let's find out. 
What are you doing here? The name's Logan, and I'm cutting trees. Omaiwa, Darida. I am called Silver Samurai. Silver Samurai. Yes, and he basically uh, tells Logan to stay out of the affairs that he has with the village. Logan says he has no intention of getting involved. Silver Samurai basically says okay and leaves. Logan's sort of getting a feel what's going on here. He uh, then we see the village get uh, descended upon by Silver Samurai's men, who are a bunch of guys uh, on motorcycles, look very much like uh, rejects from Akira. They're all these Asians and these fancy bikes running around. Yeah, he looks fantastic, though. Great design on Silver Samurai. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, no, he looks really cool. Although he's not very effectual in this episode, hardly at all, in fact. But, uh, he just walks away and changes. He's just so sad. He looks so yeah. sad when he walks away, too. <laughs> um, and he can teleport. Why walk away? So, anyway. Uh, you know, Andre, you can teleport when you're sad. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the sadness teleporting can. rule. Nightcrawler can. So uh, they show up saying they want their tribute that Silver Samurai is supposed to pay. Uh, James Hong, uh, the Costco James Hong, uh, tells tells them that uh, you know they had a light year and uh, they they're going to starve if they meet the Silver Samurai's demands. Um, you know the guy's not happy with this and basically uh, says you know you're going to give the money up and we'll do something to uh, you know have writing three days then. Uh, He's going to cause some violence, essentially, to make that happen. Oh, basically, yeah. So Sochi gets involved and tries to uh, to fight this guy. Um, you know, somebody knocks him down, and uh, they they think about killing him to prove their point. But then the Silver Samurai appears and tells his little lieutenant there not to uh, not to do that because they don't need to make a murder. The old protection racket, samurai style. Samurai style. So uh, you know, he tells them they don't need martyrs and uh, to. Uh, you know, he gives them two days. He shaves the day off how much time they have and says they want double what their uh, what the tribute was because of this insolence, basically. So um, it's funny, movies and TV shows that always do this sort of protection racket, they have one guy that's like, like the Mandalorian did it, but old samurai movies did it, The and then they crossed over in old westerns, um, which did it. There's always like a weird reason. Like they're always like, we got to crush this one because if one town stands up against us, the other towns will fall. And it's like, I don't know. Just see, it always seems like facetious reasoning. I get it that if you're in a position like this, like if you're in the mob, it's the same sort of thing. You got to shake people down. But I don't get the not killing one guy that stood up to you because that seems really in line with what they're trying to do. It just seems like the sort of logic that fits into a kid's show. I don't know. Good point. So, uh, yeah, so then uh, basically to prove their point, instead of killing uh, Sochi, they just burned down the uh, the monastery that Logan's been working on so hard. So he, when he's walking over all the timber, he sees the smoke, drops the timber, runs in, uh, finds the place on fire. Uh, Oku's still inside. He runs in, rescues Oku, basically brings him out. Um, it's funny, too. That then he has a, a moment with uh, with the lady whose name I forgot. Who's the lady? Oh, what is her name? Chikaki? No, just all right. Kisara. 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 So, Mariko, uh, I call her. Yeah, yeah, Mariko Light. Uh, so uh, she says that he says that he doesn't want to fight them, um, you know, because he tried to get here away from that. And then she tells him that if, if Oku were here, which implies that he's dead, but we know he's not because Wolverine just saved him. He didn't even look that hurt. But anyway, she's like, if Oku, but he was just meditating in the middle yeah, of a burning building. He that's true. He, the whole perhaps thing. he was just resigned to his fate. He was like, I'll just meditate yeah. until the gods take See, him. Like it. So, I'm uh, sorry. I came to find myself, not to fight. 
And then she tells him that if Oku were here, he would say that perhaps finding like that they can honor your true nature um, in finding yourself. And he thinks about his true nature and then he rips out his claws. He said he wished he knew what his true nature was, basically. He's still, still conflicted about what's going to happen here. Yep. Then we see Jubilee wandering through the village trying to speak to all the oh, natives. This is, this is fantastic. Wolverine! You sure you haven't seen him? She's got a big picture of him. He used to hang too. out here with an old cool guy. Wolverine! An old cool guy. Uh, this is a great Jubilee episode. She's not in it a lot, but she's got some good stuff. So we see Samurai chatting with his, his, uh, his lesser there, explaining why he needs to, uh, they need to make sure this village does it. Because if it's all, all the villages that have to give tribute to him, it's like a chain. And if one of them breaks, then the chain is broken. <laughs> but <clears throat> this is where the logic falls apart. He's like, if one of them falls or dis- disobeys us and the chain is broken and it's like so we must crush it in order to save the chain it's like you're still removing a link of the chain the chain is still broken so anyway um probably just to fill some time here so then we see sochi uh rallying the the the, the local townsfolk to fight back um hong costco hong says no uh he doesn't want them to and uh sochi says no they have to fight they have to take a stand blah 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 um Go back and hide with the monks, Gaijin! I don't hide from anybody, kid. I'm fighting my own battle right now. Still, he just yeah. wants to go fight his own personal battle. He doesn't You've want to actually played this at the samurai. The perfect time. We're getting the hang of this very well. So then we yeah, see we, good episode. We see all of the uh, the town's folks uh setting up various traps, one of them being uh, just a net full of fish. Uh, which I find funny that they make their money by selling fish and they're just throwing all this fish away into this weird trap. Uh, but we see to a fish longer like me. But we see all of the uh, the townspeople building a dam, building pits, uh, building log traps. Even and then the dam's the crazy one. Like yeah, they, they do all this like, in a day. Like one day they build a mess. In a day. Yeah, like I don't I, like I don't know how dams work. But I'm pretty sure you just can't build one beside it like a river, and all of a sudden it'll just dam. Like you need to have a bunch of stuff in place before you can start cutting off water. It's like my big nitpick for the episode. It's like just no way they could have built that dam. <laughs> anyway. I have I have a pretty big nitpick at the end. Oh, but Wolverine uh, Wolverine says he wants to live in peace, and uh, you know Oku and him talk, and then he says. Uh, Peace comes with having a purpose and living up to your purpose. Peace right. comes with purpose. Yep, perfect I time. think it's me, mine. Ripping up people is no purpose. But protecting and caring for people is. Another great delivery from Cal Dodd there, though. Ripping up people is no Agreed. purpose. Yeah, great stuff. Which is probably skirting the line with the censors, but apparently made it through. So, um, you know... Uh, Oku wants him to look at himself through different eyes, and then he kind of has a bit of a flashback. And then Oku pulls a Batman on him. He's like, I want to look into myself. He's like, I want to look into myself, Oku. And he turns around, Oku's gone. He's like, it's like a full Batman Gordon situation, but that was really funny. Um, but this is where we see the flashbacks of him getting injected with the adamantium, uh, in the Weapon X program. Um, so this is all, I believe, being shown in the next episode. Then we cut to him sleeping where he's having all these memories, dreams. We see his, his relationship with Eureka and then him facing her when she becomes Deathstrike and tells him that Eureka's gone and she's Deathstrike and he has to fight her, which is fun. 
we do see uh, flashbacks of his encounter with Sabretooth the first time in the series, and then flashbacks of what I believe will be the next episode where we see him and Sabretooth working together um, in Weapon X outfits, working on a mission where Sabretooth uh, leaves people behind when they're fighting Omega Red, um, which I'm, has to be the next episode. That's what I mean. All this has to be in that one. So uh, some some of their friends get stuck between them and Omega Red, and Sabretooth uh, basically closed the door, sealing their friends in with Omega Red to save themselves, um, which is where I think all those lines later. It's weird seeing Sabretooth, like, he seems more normal in these flashbacks because this would have been a while ago. His eyes aren't white and, uh, you know, his voice seems a little more muted. So, um, like, he's not quite as, uh, I guess, psychotic sounding or animalistic sounding as he becomes later. So it's kind of cool. Then we see some flashbacks of his interaction with Nightcrawler and, you know, then some of his uh, fearing in a puddle that he's going to become Sabretooth, basically. And in his dream, he seems to have more interactions with K- Kisana. Um, or perhaps it's something that happened earlier. Like this is this is my nitpick uh, at the end of the episode is that him and Kasana kiss farewell. At no point do they seem to have any kind of romantic relationship. Uh, not a, not once in this whole. That was not, the culmination of their. Uh, it's a bit bold. Time. It's a bit bold when you're like goodbye, and then you leave, like you grab and have a solid kiss, and then just leave for the for back to go back to your life in another country. You've never heard of I a mean, goodbye kiss? Not like that. There's tongue. I mean, I didn't see tongue animated, but yeah, I guess so. I better, I better get the. <laughs> I've been missing out. I better start next yeah. time I see you, Davin. You better watch out when I leave. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be looking forward. Goodbye, to Davin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was already so, uh, too close. <laughs> too close. So uh, we, the fateful day has come, and then uh, we see the villagers' little traps uh, putting into motion, in which they start. Uh, using the the log uh, like the, the log on the thing, the the pits, the fish knocks people into the pits. They uh, they have all these Damn. fun little they have all these fun little traps, which reminded me very much of a particular movie to uh, to deal with the bad guys. And that's where the well, best name came from, Homa Logan. <laughs> this is what I thought Logan. of for this <laughs> because it's just very much full of uh, all the. Uh, that's pretty great. That is a great name. Yeah, yeah. good job. Because they have all these little traps set up to deal with the bad guys. Uh, but then, of course... Bad guys uh, all have motorbikes. Yeah, they do. And swords. Silver Samurai and his motorbike gang. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point, while well, uh, some of the guys corner some kids that were shooting slingshots at them, Oku uh, stands up to them and says, like, they're just children. You shouldn't harm them. Harm me if you want. And then this is where Logan realizes he should perhaps get involved. And maybe his true purpose is not being a monster as he thinks he is, which is actually a nice theme for this, but actually a protector of sorts. Um, and that actually, it's a, it's a kind of a heartwarming thing. It's like, even if you are violent by nature, or the world has made you a violent person. And movies, are, there's many, many movies that are about this idea. I mean, Tombstone's one, I believe. Um, you know, that there's a guy oh. with a violent past that uses that as a purpose to help people. And this is Logan's sort of tombstone moment. There's another really good oh. movie. Sorry? Well, it's very true to his character, too. That's why he always takes the most vulnerable character on the team under his wing, usually. That's true. There's a movie, I guess I could save it for a, a X point or maybe my recommendations, but there's a really, really, really good movie. You know how like some movies are simple? Like they're, they're not incredibly complicated, but they're just done so beautifully well, either with the cinematography or the story or the acting or a combination of everything. Yeah, Dr. Strangelove. Oh, no, that movie's kind of complicated, but it's great. It's amazing. I wouldn't say it's simple. I mean, yeah, but it's a comedy, too. 
I'm glad you love that movie so much because it is a very good movie. I love that movie. Um, but there's a movie all, starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix that came out a few years ago, and I think you can watch it on Prime called You Were Never Really Here, I believe is what it was called. And it's about a guy who does just this. He's has a violent, he had a traumatic past and is a violent person, but kind of steers it towards helping people in need. And when a little girl gets kidnapped, um, he he basically kills people with a hammer. Um, <laughs> but he uh, it's it's sort of like the Marv from Sin City, like the the hard ass that gets used for a good a good thing. And um, it uh, it's it's super good. It's super sad, but it's so well done. It's a very good movie, and I highly suggest it. Um, but that that gave me vibes. I have to of try to help him, or I'd oh never God. forget. So Wolverine, good all episode. Wolverine interferes and uh, slashes up the guns before they can shoot Oku, and then beats up these guys. So some impressive moves. He just one guy jumps, get him from behind. He jumps down, picks him up, and just fucking plant into the, plants other into the other guys. <laughs> they get up and run away. Like ah, that was a slick move. Run. So uh, oh, there's a little fun interaction here between Loku and uh, Oku and Wolverine. I don't know if you have a line here. You don't have this one. He says, we all fight, like, he sees Logan's claws, and he says, and Logan says, what are you doing here? And he says, we all fight in our own way, Logan. He says, it looks like you found yours. And uh, he, he looks at the claws and grabs them by his hand. hand. Yeah, which is a nice little moment. Yeah. Oku's pretty great in this. Although, I want, you're going to be quite surprised when you find out who the voice actor is. Don't look it up. Uh, so, uh, then we see, you know, they're still being home alone, basically, by the townspeople. They they they, they cut the dam, which just wipes them all out because, like, they're yeah. which they should have just done at the beginning. Like that was very effective. Um, but basically, they crawl their way. The out. most impressive feat of engineering. Oh, one hundred percent. They did in a day. So uh, <laughs> the the ones that get wiped out manage to get the shallower water and are going to use their guns to uh, to shoot the townspeople. Jubilee arrives and stops that from happening. But then the. Uh, the townspeople or the, the, the head bike guy shows up in town. Uh, Sochi manages to throw a, uh, yeah, I get karate kid two vibes too. Yeah, I can see that. I never thought of that, but that makes, that's a good recommendation for this. So Sochi throws, um, you know, a stick into the spokes of buddy's motorcycle, which I don't know would really work. Cause motorcycle wheels move so fast. You really tell you, like, I get a bicycle. Oh, you get a stick in there. You think so? Oh, I don't know. Time perfectly, but it could happen, but they don't have spokes. They like, like it's like throwing a wheel into like a stick into a These ones car wheel. Do. They shouldn't. If it was a Harley Davidson or something, but they're driving like you know, like uh, Kawasaki, like ninjas, like they're like Japanese street bikes. Yeah, true enough. Anyway, so he throws a wheel and the uh, stick into the spokes and pitches Buddy into the, uh, the the pig pit where the pig just looks at him, sniffs him, and then walks away from him. So she says, here's the mighty bully. Basically, the pigs won't even have anything to do with them. He's sort of uh, dejected. <laughs> but then Samurai shows up in a puff of amazing smoke to uh, to basically slice up the townspeople and uh, prove his point here. Wolverine comes to their aid and realizes that this guy's a teleporter. He keeps teleporting behind Wolverine and slashing him. This guy likes to come at me from behind. So uh, he says he's going to destroy him, Gaijin. You know, as we all know, it means foreigner. So uh, Logan kind of realizes how, how this guy fights is appearing behind you and says he got to use his head for a change uh, when fighting someone. So when the guy, when Silver Samurai teleports again, he preps for it by doing a backflip and overshooting where he's going to be and getting him from behind. Uh, 
basically uh cuts all his gear off. That's yeah, he just he just really cuts off his sash, really. It's not even all his gear. He just picks him up, he picks him up by the belt with his claws, gets rid of his sword, and then cuts his sash off and throws him down. Maybe there's like some sparkles coming off, and maybe the sash is how he teleports. I don't know. But uh um Sochi wants him to kill him, and Logan says there's no need, he's been defeated, and this will show the other villagers that he's just a man. And uh, you know, they'll 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 you know, which is facetious reasoning at best. He's just gonna come back with more guys and a sword and probably kill more people in the in the uh in the interior. He probably should have just killed them or at least put him over to the call that a nitpick as well. That was but Logan, but when he says this, he just Sandra just gets up and like puts his head down and just walks away. <laughs> like 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 you know, like like in shame, which I thought was really funny. Considering, you know Teleport. sadness teleportation block. Also, what are samurai supposed to do when they've been shamed? Killed themselves. Oh, so uh, you know, there's that too. But anyway, we see the uh, the the people working on the the monks get and the villagers working on the monastery rebuilding it. Oku says, you know, you can see the monastery is going to get built uh, without you here, Logan. We appreciate your help. Blah blah blah. He's found his got his new sense of purpose. He's going to go back and join the X Men. Then him and Kasana kiss, and for some reason, when he says goodbye, she makes no sense to me whatsoever. Everybody just seems happy with it. Like Sochi's like, yes, kiss my sister. It's fine. Because they um, cut it before he turns around and says, I'll miss you, Mariko. Yeah. And then we see Wolverine. Uh, and as Wolverine and Jubilee walk off into the distance, Jubilee's regaling him with the tale of how she could talk to anybody. Miss? Who are the biker boys and the big doofus with the shiny metal outfit? And who's the babe? Sounds like you two got pretty friendly. Oh, do you know what a tough time I had trying to find you? Nobody speaks English. You'd think they'd notice a guy with big laws. And wait, Again. And then we get we get like the greatest wipe ever the 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 circle wipe in into the small point. Jubilee's Asian, like of Asian descent at least. Yeah. You think she would have a little more respect for the country? She's like, they don't, nobody speaks English here. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, she doesn't care. She's a she's a just a a, a valley kid, you know. That's true. She is very much depicted as a valley girl type. That was great, though. Just like you guys seem to be getting pretty friendly, and uh, you would believe no one speaks English here in Japan. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> Who would know? Amazing. Who would know? Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to our beloved ratings. Each of us will have to look into his own heart and decide. Sad. Sad, Andre. Sad, I say. Uh, I got a little. I, I do like the Logan in Japan aesthetic. I've always liked it when they do it in the comics. It's fun. Um, Me, Barine. I have. I had a. I had a few. Uh, I had a few nitpicks, like the, uh, the the thing with the girl and uh, and some of the other stuff, which is kind of a little whatever. But you know, it's a pretty fun episode. I give it an eight. I almost gave it a seven, but I have to for an eight because there's some I'm fun. Give you, I'll give it the seven, and only because like same things. I thought find this one's a bit funnier, but it's basically cold. Is it cold comfort? The one where Wolverine goes to yeah. the Arctic for the same reason. It's kind of like that episode all over again. That is true. Cold it is. Comfort had a way more menacing villain because it had Sabretooth running around. You know, so I like that one better than this one. So I'm gonna give that, this one a seven. I think I gave that one an eight, but. That's not, but there's some funny stuff. This one's funnier than that one, probably. For sure. And said agrees, 7 out of 10. Oh, no. 
he bumped voice act. Caldod's voice acting bumps it up to an eight for MZ. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, fair that's point. fair point. He's so good at very good acting in this. Yeah, yeah, I could I could get an eight, but I think an eight and a seven. Come on, come on, join the club. Nope, leaving it, leaving it. Get our uncanny X points on. All right, what do I got here? So, first one. Silver Samurai debuted not in an X-Men comic, not in a Wolverine comic. Any guesses, Andre? I think I used to know this. Iron Fist? Daredevil. Daredevil 111. Iron Fist where Sabretooth first appeared, right? Yeah, Iron Fist number seven, I believe. Yeah, that's 14. Seven or 14. Um, yeah, that's my first X point. Daredevil oh. 111, check it out. Old school Daredevil fighting Silver Samurai. All right, I'll go with my first one being the duck line. So when the villagers are wary of him, Logan says, ask, did I step on a duck? This is likely a reference to the line Roddy Dangerfield says after farting in Caddyshack, which, to be fair, would not be the strangest reason to keep away from someone. So uh, I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a direct lift from Caddyshack. Yeah. Good old Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, yeah, no respect. No respect at all. Yeah, didn't know God either. No yeah. God. His appearance in The Simpsons is a great episode. So whenever you guys get to that one, that's fun. There is no more KBBBL. There's an X point. KBBL is on the shelf, at least for the foreseeable future. Oh no. Have you so reply? Have you have you thought about asking? I'm kidding. Don't ask me because I can't do it. But you... well, we'll see. We'll see. But for now, I'll focus more on the ex-goons and the Trek-goons and the hold-up goons. Trek-goons are called Troons? Like like yourself, Andre. The Trek-goons are called Troons, I believe. The hold-uppers and the hold-downers. The hold-downers, yeah. Yeah, I watched a new episode. I liked it. I listened to it. I don't don't know. I usually listen to the audio ones just because I don't have time to sit and watch a three-hour uh, my face and Murphy's episode face. of you guys arguing with each other. I can hear it when I'm doing other stuff. That's that's fine. All right, my next one. Uh, Silver Samurai was a member of Marvel's version, the original version of Big Hero Six, with other Japanese uh, heroes and villains like Sunfire. Oh, okay, interesting. And then they Disney made a movie or Disney Pixar. I love that movie. That was really good. I liked it as well. Um, with Baymax, and now Baymax was the one crossover character from Marvel's Big Hero Six and Disney's Big Hero Six, but they completely remade the character. They just used the name, so Baymax was was a character on Marvel's team. Big <laughs> Hero Six, check out that movie; it's good. It's a good movie. I haven't read the comics. Also, I was trying to find something else here. Okay, so uh, my next point is uh, Logan took a commercial jet to uh, Japan. How did he get through the metal detector? You his have whole, to know the guy. His whole body is a metal like detector. Yeah, he really just stood a stole a jet. That was a big plot hole. All right. Everybody, everybody can steal a jet. It's like the thing to do. Just steal a jet. You know, Jubilee did it that very episode. That's true. All right, well, all right, my next one. This episode is basically the Wolverine movie. Like, the Wolverine movie could have been based on this. Or maybe it was. Hmm. Um, 
Wolverine goes to Japan, fights the Silver Samurai, though the Silver Samurai in that movie is just terribly bad. Um, that movie was not good. I love the idea of that movie. Good. Oh, wait, wait, are we talking about The Wolverine? The Wolverine. I like The Wolverine. Japan. I thought we were talking about Origins again. I like The Wolverine. I thought it was all right. The Wolverine happy. started off okay, and then it just just said... No, I was, totally, I was totally okay with that movie. The worst third act of like any movie ever. Ah, I mean, it's totally. just everything. At least it's more like personal of a fight than... Uh, I, I although they never really explain why he has bone claws at the end of it and then comes back to have an animantium claws later when he's in the other ones. But uh, I actually, I actually, I, I mean, Wolverine Origins was, was gar- utter garbage, but the the Wolverine I actually really liked. And it was the same director that did Logan, too, right? So Mangold, James Mangold, yeah, yeah, it was all right. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's been a million years since I watched it, but I did like that movie quite a bit. I wouldn't say it was my favorite all time, but I would watch it again. Um, all right, my next next point. The music used when Wolverine arrives in Japan is used again in another Saban cartoon called uh, Samurai Pizza Cats. So uh, they still little, love Samurai Pizza Cats. Well, this music appears again in that series. Samurai Pizza Cats. Who are you gonna call when you want some pepperoni? Samurai Pizza Cats. Remember that magical time when everyone just tried to replicate the Ninja Turtles? Like every yeah. there's biker mice from Mars. Samurai I Pizza like Cats. Too. Ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Street oh, Sharks, yeah. Street Sharks, which is one of the most egregious like ripoffs. That yeah. that one always killed me because they just go underneath the ground like sharks and just tear up the street to get like the amount of infrastructure damage that would be done for them going anywhere would vastly outweigh whatever <laughs> benefit they had to use them to stop crime <laughs> in the city. Like the streets yeah. get chewed up every time they go anywhere. Chewed up. Also, there's usually sewers under them. So, like, how are they anyway? Yeah, Silver Samurai is a much cooler character, but, you know, in the comics. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. He didn't teleport. He's just a guy in a suit. But I still think that movie was all right. Yeah. Back to you. That was me. No, no, that was yours. Samurai Pizza Cats. Pizza Cats. Freaking right. All right. Well, I was actually going to mention the music as well, but just that it was really good this episode. But I'll I'll pass that over. Um, Wolverine's strength is really on display in this episode. Like the yeah. upper limits of his strength. He's picking up like huge concrete blocks, like they're nothing. Yeah, and he has like several trees on like one shoulder, just carrying them on his arm. Um, yeah, they really uh, make a point to show that he's actually quite physically strong as well in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, cutting down a tree. I still think that's impressive, just going with, like, one claw and cutting down a huge tree. 100% is impressive. So uh, the the one Japanese actor, or of Asian descent actor, he's actually Canadian, I believe. Uh, he was born in Toronto, but he, he's of Asian descent, is De- Dennis Akiyama, who did the voice of Silver Samurai in this episode. Um, he's in a lot of movies. You may recognize him. He's from Toronto, so, he, you know, he pops up in a lot of Asian roles in uh, things that are filmed here, big budget movies. He was in Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, Repo Men. If you, remember the mo- if you remember the Adam Sandler movie Pixels, he was the creator of Pac-Man in that movie. Um, who they I bring along. In, yeah. In 12 Here's Monkeys. Nice yeah. <laughs> when he's sitting there, and it, like that movie was objectively bad. bad. But but there's bad. a few that moments in it funny. that did make me laugh. When he gets out of the car and he's trying to reach out to the giant like Pac-Man because he thinks it's like his creation it's and not just an alien. 
Yeah, my son. <laughs> this is so good. Uh, yeah, so he's been a lot of uh, Canadian shows. In fact, if you just glance at uh, his IMDb, there is a lot of stuff. I've been scrolling quite a bit. I'm only in 1996. So he's in Kung Fu Legend Continues. He's an X-Men Samurai. He's in Highlanders, Sailor Moon, Giant Mnemonic, uh, Counter-Strike, all these TNT, Street Legal, Dead Ringers, the movie, the Cronenberg movie. Um, a lot of good stuff. Friday the 13th, the series. Wildcats, the cartoon. Remember when they did that? The, uh, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. But anyway, yeah, it's the you know, uh, FX series, Traders. Oh, he was also in the Silver Surfer cartoon, doing the voice of Watcher Prime. Ooh, Watcher Prime, the Prime Watcher. But yeah, anyway, it's cool. You know, he did uh, lots of lots of stuff. So Relic Hunter, there you go. Yay! Sounds like a bingo card of these guest actors for all the Canadian shows they've been on. Relic Hunter's got to be like the center square. So did everybody did. It's just it was the knockoff of uh, uh, Tomb Raider. It was Canadian Tomb Raider with Tia Career. Yeah, basically, Tia Career. Yeah. But hey, man, I'm here for Tia. Uh, Career. Yeah, man. She's still Fox. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Um. All right, my last one is just like because it. I don't know. It just got me thinking. This episode. Why doesn't Wolverine's healing factor work on mental trauma as well as physical trauma? Well, that's isn't that how they used to explain it in the movies? That like that's why he doesn't remember, because like his is 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 too it was too painful, so his memory wiped it out. Yeah, well, actually, no, he got shot in the brain and then it healed yeah, over. He that's what happened. But I feel like in the comics or somewhere they explain that 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 like they use that explanation one time and say that perhaps it's his well that one that's when he went animalistic that one time after Magneto ripped the metal out of him he went crazy because right. his yeah his his like healing factor went into overload and it like messed with his brain. that's different so my final my final point is the voice of Oku who is objectively not Asian and a very recognizable Canadian actor Uh, Oku was voiced by Wayne Robson who died uh, a little while ago you may recognize him Canadians may recognize him the most from the Red Green show he played Mike Hammer the guy that was always stealing he was the criminal that was always stealing stuff Oh, okay. The little guy in the black t-shirt. Mm-hmm. He was also in uh, Cube, the really good Canadian movie um, about the people that wake up in the Cube. Um, yeah. he, he's in the Incredible Hulk movie. He's in. Uh, he's in a bunch. He's very recognizable Canadian actor. You like Google him very quickly. You will recognize him immediately from a, a, a bunch of stuff. But uh, what's his name again? Mike Rob Robson. Mike Rob. Wayne Robson. Wayne Robson. Wayne Robson. Yeah. He's in Due South. Mm, classic. Well, that guy. Oh, man. Yeah. He's in everything. He does he the voice. He, I know. He does the voice of Oku in this episode. Which is kind of strange because it's actually really good. Isn't he in the movie? The, is he in the movie The Ref? Probably. Actually, probably. Yeah. What year did that come out? That was yeah, the like, 90s, right? Yeah. He did voice on Babar. Uh, you know, that's pretty cool. The ref that was in the, was in the early 90s, yeah, kind of. It's kind of one of those Christmas movies I never got around to watching. He was in um, Dolores Claiborne, oh, I used to like the ref, yeah. which is a great movie, greatest Stephen King adaptation. Dolores Claiborne, he's in that. No, I don't think he is in that. All right, fine. he's on Do South, anyway, yeah, he's in that. Cold Squad, he's in the Lex, actually, which is good. Great, everybody is. Classic. 
Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that actor, ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hey, check this out. Well, why don't you check some stuff out with us here? We got some stuff here to check out. Um, <laughs> oh, we got stuff. So much stuff. Yeah. Stuff you're going to want to check out. They're comic reminiscences and recommendations. How about a good about old bar fight yeah. between Silver Samurai and Wolverine? Wolverine it's, number two. Chris, Chris Claremont at the end of his prime, but still in his prime. And John ah, Art, Klaus Jansen inking. What do you want? I mean, what else do you want? I got it. It's all there. Check it out. Yeah, it's all there. Check it out. Wolverine number two, 1988. 1982. 19, we had to call it Dickety because the Kaiser stole our word for 20. I chased him and gave up after Dickety six miles. It's one of my favorite Simpsons, the lines. I say it all the time. I always say when I talk about the past, 19, Dickety two, and very rare do people pick it up. Oh, well. All right, mine is because I was trying. I literally just ran into my room and grabbed whatever I could because I've been in a big rush to get here in time. But one of my favorite comic book writers is Garth Ennis, and Garth Ennis has a really great way of doing violence and making it uh, interesting, uh, have a point, uh, visceral, and also very heartfelt uh, as well. Um, I like I mean, Welcome Back, Frank, a lot. Well, funny you should mention that because I'm going to suggest the omnibus version yeah. of his entire. So. He did a very famous Punisher Max run, which is Punisher in his own world without superheroes, uh, which is fantastic. However, this was his first run on the Punisher within the Marvel Universe. We got a Punisher that actually interacted with superheroes. Most notably, there are quite several key scenes in this that were used later in various fictions. Noticeably in Daredevil Season 2, where he encounters Frank, that whole thing where Daredevil puts a gun in his hand, ties him up on the roof. Uh, And the Punisher movie with, uh, uh, what's his name? Thomas Jane. Like they put the Russian in that. In that like is true. Also, elements of the the one with um, the other the other one, Warzone, which wasn't great either. But um, this this comic, uh, it, it, he has a lot of run-ins with different superheroes in it. Spider-Man, most notably, yeah. in one. Um, Daredevil in one, which got reused in the Daredevil series I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But he does have a fun one with Wolverine, in which. Uh, him and Wolverine team up against a group of people who have their legs cut off in the bottom of their feet sewed to their knees. So they're all like little people that have this underground society. And uh, like Garth Ennis hates superheroes and you can really tell the way he writes it because Punisher obviously is always the coolest guy in the room, no matter what superhero he's up against. And generally these stories are used to point out how ridiculous and stupid these heroes are. I mean, Spider-Man, they have a funny interaction. Uh, Daredevil, he mostly points, uh, points at how, um, the, the argument that a superhero won't kill and that, you know, it's a ben- more beneficial society they don't, he sort of tears that down. But with Wolverine, uh, Wolverine has a lot of really dumb dialogue in it. Um, and, uh, he, like, really dumb. He, I think at one point he says, what I do isn't very slice and slices somebody. Um, a lot of that sort of stuff. But you can really tell this is this is Ennis having fun with the genre and really pointing, pointing fun out. Some people won't appreciate that because they have reverence for these characters. I do as well. But it's still great within the context of this story. Hey, Lebowski. Easy, buddy. He's my buddy. And uh, but it's it's fine. And at one point, Wolverine shoot or uh, Logan or uh, Frank shoots Logan in the face, and half the comic is Logan running around with the skull face um, because they get blown off the shotgun. And then in order to incapacitate him long enough for him to get away, he drives a steamroller over Logan after his legs are blown off before the heel. And uh, all you see is Logan's like hand sticking out from the steamroller that he just parks on top of him and then leaves. 
So it's pretty goofy. It's pretty dumb. But for a fun Punisher story that involves Wolverine, check it out. So like later that same year, the writer of the Wolverine ongoing. Yeah, did a whole thing time. making fun of you. Did a revenge. Get, it back, got, yeah. get the revenge episode, yeah. Whereas Where revenge actually- is just looking in Punisher's bag and finding that Punisher looks at like a lot of workout mags. Yeah, which it, which doesn't age well. They're like Wolverine's no, basic. Their basic way of saying, "Well, you made our character look shitty. You're going to make yours look shitty." Is saying, "Well, he might be gay." And it's like, yeah, he might be gay. Yeah, yeah, it didn't age well. Frank Thierry, I think it might have been. Yeah, that's my comic recommendation. Okay, very good, very good. Well, what is your remote mech recommendation for us? Hey. Andre's chasing his baby kitty around there. So, uh, so my new kitten, I can see her in the doorway there. Can you see her down there? Yeah, very cute. Yay. So she, she the, door was, the door was open only a hair, and Sheba, the, the older cat, was trying to go through the door, but uh, Ripley wouldn't let her, so they were batting at each other through the door. Come on. Don't need everybody, Ripley. Come, come on, on, Ripley. I love kitties. Oh, come on, cutest. Come on. Yeah, you know, not a pod, not a pod kitty. She could be, but she's a she's <laughs> pretty jacked up right now. I think. Yeah. So obviously, this movie is Lo- this movie is Logan, or this episode is Logan going back to Japan to find his roots. It has a very samurai esque storyline in which lone drifter samurai comes to small village, helps small village defend against big army or big enemy, and uh, you know a trope that's as old as time itself. So I thought, why not go back to one of the originals? Um, one of my favorite series, and one I've only watched the first two episodes of, but love dearly, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. This is the entire series. Um, actually, I should have got the graphic novels for Lone Wolf and Cub, which I have as well, and brought those mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But this was the, uh, the 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 adaptation of those from uh, 1970s. Uh, See, the first one was 72, onward to uh, 1988. No, on to 74. There's six of them in total. Uh, Sword of Vengeance. Well, Lone Wolf and Cub is so Sword of Vengeance, Baby Cart at the River Styx, Baby Cart to Hades, Baby Cart in Peril, Baby Cart in the Land of Demons, and White Heaven and Hell. This is the Criterion release that has all six movies. Also, in the 1980s, they recut episode movies one and two with a new soundtrack into a film called Shogun Assassin, which played in America, um, which is which is on here as well. But it's uh, very cool collection and uh, some great movies. If you love old samurai stuff, fantastic. Basic story is a uh, guy runs afoul of local or of the government. Uh, well, actually, he's a samurai. Yes, yeah, Ujimbo and Sinjura are great too. Uh, obviously, Murphy has a reference for samurai movies too. But this is the one that I don't think I have. was on Hold Up, a movie pod. I don't think I have Ujimbo, so I would have grabbed that if I thought I had it. But uh, Baba is a really interesting one too. It's not really a samurai movie, but it's a good it's a good Asian movie. Um, but yeah, check this out. Very cool. Basically, he uh, his family gets murdered. It's only him and his son left, and uh, they go on a, a mission to uh, to become basically guns for hire whenever required, and to help villages and people at the, all at the same time battling uh, the corrupt government that killed his family. So uh, yeah, great great series. Check him out. What were you doing? Playing with matches? What were you doing? All right, we're gonna- we're going to X-team bit game, and the X is definitely a variable this time. 
with Super Nintendo Scalehorn because we're going to bump up the bits. We're going to do a few more bits than normal, the normal 16. Because I want to talk about the game in which you can play as Silver Samurai. That is Marvel vs. Capcom <laughs> 2. One of the great fighting games. Um, look at that. Even fighting Omega Red there, which kind the of a perfect segue into next episode, we think. Yeah. is possibly Omega Red. Andre's <laughs> fighting his cats. But anyway, go play Marvel vs. Capcom. Any number. They're all great. Uh, but two? Give two a go. Play the Silver Samurai. Slice and dice. Do a Logan versus Silver Samurai. It'll be fun. Will it? Capcom 2. Yeah, man. Will it be fun? Capcom 2 is always fun. Yeah, it would. Hey, look, Murphy agrees. 10 out of 10 fighting game. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty good game. It's been a million years since I played it, but I remember really enjoying it. And a lot of voice actors from the cartoon series do the voice actors for the characters in that in the, those games. Oh, yeah. correctly. They did indeed. Um, so, where are we now? I don't know. You're the guy who runs the <laughs> show. It's true. Normally, this is where we would play a game or something, but it's kind of late, so let's skip it. Okay. All right. Done. So, all right. We're skipping the game tonight, uh, ex-goons. It's the late start. It's 11 o'clock. The baby hasn't let me sleep in two nights. What's going on with this baby, then? She won't let you sleep. Uh, she's just been up and, like, squirming, and then, like, she wants the cuddles, and she won't go back to bed without the cuddles, and then she's too squirmy and snorry for cuddles and then so she's keeping me up it's, it's like man, she's very cute but anyway all I need now is for you to contact your students professor you're not pimping your uh, you're not pimping the other shows yeah, homework's first Oh, I thought that was. What's this? Baby I thought that was always the last again? one. Baby cuddles again. All right, you're well. I thought we always did that last. So anyway, your homework is to watch the next episode of the series, which should have came before this one. Uh, Weapon yeah, X lies in videotape. We're feeling pretty good about that. Oh, it's uh, it's it's assured. I'm yeah. positive all that stuff with Weapon X and Omega Red and all that's from from this. So yeah, do that. Also support the show at Patreon dot com slash x-men review show if you if you want no pressure get some sweet merch if you do though um x or x patrons let us know if that merch that you've been getting is any good i'd love to know um contact us at x-men review show at gmail.com follow us on youtube facebook and twitch find our audio only version wherever you get your podcasts and of course of course of course. Please, please like and subscribe. And, and give us money. Just send us money. Just and piles of money. It is money. Money or like... The money. Money. That's what, that's what my baby calls bananas. She just gets up in the morning and she just goes, money, money. Really? You're teaching yeah. her well. Money, money. money. I'm a member of the money. United Federation of these here podcasts. One less, as KBBL is now on ice. But it has been replaced by Aiming on Track. So check that out. Murphy was just on that one. They were talking about Proto Man. I have no idea what that is. Proto Man? They were talking about. Yeah. Some obscure thing Murphy listens to. It's an album. 
Yeah, well, Pro, Proto Man is Mega Man's brother. I'm guessing they're named after that. Yeah, but. I think they're, they do Mega Man stuff, maybe. Oh, that makes sense. Cool. I should yeah. listen to them. It sounds up my alley. You should go on that show. You said you were going to. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I could do that. How long, how long are the episodes? Nine hours like yours? Like, no, like one at best. Oh, perfect. Mm. Yeah, I get normal, to pick the album? A normal see. length for a podcast, not the crazy shit I'm always doing. All right. Like on Hold Up, where we talk for three hours often. What is going on with you guys? Sorry. Where we recently talked about hackers and the net and Guns Akimbo, and I blew Murphy's mind, so go check that out. Mega Man Rock Opera is what they are, Murphy says. Oh, wow. To- I think I knew about these guys. I think I just forgot about them. It's been a long time. Just, cool. Mega Man games had good music, so you know what? I would listen. To- I might check out Proto Man at some point. All right, Murphy. You'll- that'll make you happy. All right. Super Mater Brothers, check them out as well. Review reality shows and whatnots. I think they got Survivor going right now. Um... And we would also do the Mary Mater for Marvel Society over there, of course, which we'll be reviewing Secret Invasion soon. And uh, that looks like it's going to be fun. Galaxy 3, which looks I'm like very it's excited for that romp as well. Yeah. Trivial debates. I don't know what the next one's off going to be about. Uh, we'll have that come down the pipe soon, likely. And of course, what's going on over at. My show's the one with a cool video. Is Murphy only made a cool video for you? Uh, Murphy. Podcasts. Well, he made a cool video for the podcast we share, so I suppose he did make me one. <laughs> oh, oh, the video one. Yeah, the video one is cool, too. The video video one. One. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I was supposed to have Adam Gorham uh, on last episode but uh something came up in his uh personal life he had to deal with so i wasn't able to uh, to record the interview in time so we took a gap week but kind of worked out because i had an interview that i'd done with you over at the x-rated one with uh len yuli so that was cool um but yeah we i'll be uh, talking to adam tomorrow so the next episode should be on track uh that'll be episode 98 aiming on track Uh uh-huh so that'll be episode 98, which uh, means we're rolling along and close to uh, 100. Yeah, man. Oh, is 100, who's the, what's going to be the 100? Special? I don't know. I don't know it's special. Big. Stan big Lee's big ghost. Stan Lee's ghost was going to be in the episode. Tell him I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you killed him. He, he wants revenge. Oh, my God. All right, Drew Believer. I'm going to hide. The Hellbound there. podcast. And if you like Star Trek, all the many, many things we do about Star Trek. They're actually probably doing Deep or Deep Space Nine at Nine over there uh, right now. Um, that, would, that would be my guess if they're doing it this week. Uh, and uh, we did, did a, over in the Science Division, we did a all-ladies edition of Debate Nine, which was very good, very well done, very well argued. And, uh, yeah, we, you know, radio theater, lots of other stuff. Check out all that star, sweet, sweet Star Trek content. Right, I think that wraps it up. Anything else? Any parting words for the ex-goons, Andre? Life is pain. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Is it no. your parting words? No, no. Um, no. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Wolverine, it's, it is. You know, I was actually, me and Davin, before the show started, we, we were t- wondering about when exactly it was that we had started this, which was, mm-hmm. uh, the, and it was uh, November 29th, I believe, uh, 2021. Uh, I guess 24th. Yeah. Well, well, well. So, uh, uh, yep, November 29th, Two year anniversary coming up in six months or so. That's right. So, uh, you know, this has been, it actually doesn't feel like it's been that long. I know it was just the time... Uh, you know, doesn't uh, it's a Proteus effect. <laughs> could be, but uh, yeah, no, it's cool. Thanks everyone for being here with us and uh, and joining us in this journey. It's been a good time, and it's not over yet. So, at your X time, X time. Why do you have to leave? <laughs>